0: Hello, hello, and welcome to another edition of the Mindshare Mentorship Podcast. It's Kevin Whelan here. I hope you're having a wonderful week. And today, I want to start with a question from Mark Evans. Uh, he asks, "Any advice on managing projects when you're at full capacity? What's a good strategy on keeping a customer in your pipeline? Ideally, you're willing to wait. They're willing to wait until you can take them on." So, uh, Mark, it seems as though he's full, and he's wondering how can I keep people that are you know prospective clients on the hook uh, without losing them and First and foremost, I think, you know, there's going to be times you're just not going to be able to work with people and having to pass on work is not the end of the world. But ideally, they're going to come back to you when they're when you're ready and they're ready and uh, they're, they'll go on a waiting list and and they'll be there. And that's one of the benefits of being a kind of a one of a kind specialist where you're not really interchangeable. You're pretty specialized in their specific area uh, such that they want to wait around for you. That's your ideal situation in all of consulting, because that's when you know that, A, you've positioned yourself well. Uh, and B, you're highly in demand, and C, you've been doing your marketing well. Um, uh, so that, you know that's that's a good indication if they are willing to go on a waiting list. Now that doesn't mean that uh, you can put everybody on a waiting list. And sometimes people need some stuff, and sometimes you want to be able to help them a little bit while they're on the waiting list and kind of do kind of a middle ground. So if you think of like a restaurant where you're waiting in line, uh, first of all one of the benefits of small restaurants is that it creates a lot of demand, right? Or even big ones that have a lot of demand. Uh, people wait outside and they wait in line and whatever else. And that's kind of, it's all, it's all they can do, right? Like uh, what it does is it makes your restaurant even more in demand because people will kind of realize that if they need to book, they need to reserve and they need to get in early. And it kind of creates a cycle and allows you to keep your prices high and allows you to create a really cool experience. So if you think in terms of a restaurant, well, what else do they do while you're waiting? Well, Many of them will have a bar area, and that's where you can go and either get uh, a cocktail while you're waiting, or you know sometimes there's little snacks or something that's available. So if you think of yourself as a restaurant, and one of my favorite restaurants uh, is that is that restaurant, or at least in theory, is the restaurant from uh, Hero I Dream of or Jiro I Dream of Sushi, that that movie about the sushi chef in Japan and his ten seat restaurant. Well, the ten seats is actually the thing that creates a lot of the value because it creates scarcity. So you having a waiting list you can basically put on your website, uh, not taking on clients or, you know, there's currently a waiting list or what have you, but to, to get on my waiting list, um, you know, uh, but reach out, well, let's talk, let's see if we're a fit, and then we can get a, get you on our waiting list to get started. So you can kind of add this element of scarcity to your website that you've, you only take on a few clients at a time in order to produce the best quality results. There's currently a waiting list, but you're currently taking applicants and um, you know, and to, and to inquire to see if there's a fit. So now you're kind of creating this environment where it's not a sales pitch, where you're obviously in high demand, and therefore people will be more interested potentially in, in engaging with you. But then it brings this to this other factor of, well, how do I keep them kind of engaged? And if you have a good, kind of niche focus or niche focus uh one of the things you can do is develop training right so you do a monthly webinar you do some kind of training whether that's just one-off webinars or one-off kind of videos or whether you try to create kind of like a course or in my case i created a membership and i did one training per month and that kind of became a, a library of of training and it covered all the areas of from email to strategy to social media to websites like the whole works um, so that was my method of creating content slowly over time. I put it into a membership, but if, if you're in a niche or a niche, having a membership or a group program is a really great way to, um, a create content. And then that content can be something that you give future clients who are on the waiting list in, like, you know, uh, as a means of like, if they put a deposit with you, you'll give them your training resources that they can get started independently, uh, at least to get them kind of the ball rolling while they wait for you to be able to become available. And then of course, and this doesn't really work if you're in a generalist business because the content will be too vague in general and it doesn't really help people when you do marketing for everybody. It doesn't bring it home enough on a very specific level to make it as valuable as possible. And also people don't wait on waiting lists when they can just find another generalist marketing person to help them. So you have a niche already. Uh, If you can create the training resources in the library over time, that's gonna really help you for future situations like this. If you can therefore uh, have a group program or a membership Uh, that's a nice way to be able to help people in a kind of a contained lower touch uh, environment where you can still sort of help them, but it's not your full kind of program. And either you exchange that for a deposit and, or you give them uh, or they just pay you uh, to join your group program or your membership program or something. And because you're in a niche or a niche, they're surrounded by like-minded people doing the same thing, they get help from you, they get help from others in the group. And then if you have that content, if kind of, the thing about memberships and group programs is it forces you to create that content. So that'll eventually help you have more stuff to kind of keep people occupied while they wait to work with you one-to-one. So that's kind of the general, you know, uh, the bar analogy, if you will. So, you know, we we don't have a seat for you right now. We're a high in demand restaurant, and you can make a reservation for the future. But if you um, want to head over to the bar, you can have a cocktail to kind of keep you going, keep you keep your energy high, and keep you waiting for uh, free meal and your table to become ready. And I think that's kind of the approach you want to take. But yeah, adding scarcity elements to your website that's the benefit of having a ten seater restaurant is that there's really not. Uh, there's not more room than 10 seats. And therefore people, if they're serious, they should they should go and you know, you can command higher rates. And so this element of scarcity and specificity of who you serve and what you do so that you're not interchangeable is sort of the, the whole crux, the strategic crux of what I try to teach here with the Mindshare is having a very clear focus on who you serve and what you do so that you're one of a kind or very close to it so that people will wait for you so that your content and resources are relevant to them so that you can create group programs so that you can create memberships uh and and you can create training that's highly specific for a specific vertical or industry and uh and that way it's actually really applicable and tangible for their needs and that's kind of the the sort of crux in the ecosystem of it so yeah like i mean the short answer is you can just to, uh, start a waiting list, and if they join, great. If they don't, they don't. But ideally, more like a restaurant, rather than keeping you out in the cold, they would let you to come in, uh, have a have a drink at the bar, or you know, or they don't. But you know, ideally, that is kind of a way to kind of have a sample and get started and kind of ease into while they're waiting, so they're not just completely waiting out in the cold. Uh, that's a good place to be. Now you you may not be there, but you know you're going to run into this situation again in the future with any luck. Um, so having those infrastructure that those resources built up is a great way to go. So I gave you a few other ideas in the comments. One of them was, you know, if you're working with too many small fried potatoes or non-ideal clients that maybe you've had for a number of years that you're doing work you're not supposed to, it's low low value, low, low fees it may be time to consider really cutting those to make room in your life for those, especially if you're feeling overwhelmed. Uh, Best thing you can do is cut back on things that you're doing and and do less for fewer people. Uh, Number two uh, we talked about is having a waiting list and taking a deposit or, you know, um, yeah, basically taking a deposit to be on the waiting list. Uh, number three is are they an ideal client? Uh, and if not, you know, Maybe it's just time to say goodbye, and I think that's a really crucial part as well. If they're not in your ideal client mix and you're and you're too busy, say goodbye, pass them along to someone else. Uh, it may also be signs that you need to raise your prices. So making sure that the prices you have are you know competitive, and uh, you might want to increment them a little bit until you don't have so much demand, and you can always move them up or down. Um, so that's a thing as well. Another thing you could do. So in addition to like putting them into a group program, which might tie them over in a lower touch way and, or giving them resources to work with, uh, or, or put them into a membership, you could always do like a one, a once a month call with them or once every other week call or ad hoc strategy calls where you can review stuff and kind of assess their situation and get them started on things. Um, it may not give them all the answers they need, but it might help them in the meantime, at least so that they kind of stay with you and, and kind of you get them at least started with things and point them into your process and maybe, yeah, maybe commit them commit them to a once a month call or once every other week call uh, as time permits. And that might be something you do just to hold yourself over. It's not the full thing. It's slower, but it's lower fees and at least it gets them going so that by the time you're ready, they've done a lot of the groundwork needed to succeed with you. And uh yeah, I mean, at the end of the day, uh you can't make people go on your waiting list. All you can do is be one of a kind such that people want to be on your waiting list, such that going to the restaurant next door, if you will, it does not scratch that same itch, that you're not the same thing. Uh, and that's the whole the whole name of the game. Because if you do that, not only does it give you that room to create group programs, to create highly specific training, to create memberships which you can keep them in, uh, which also creates demand for such a waiting list. Um, it also just uh it also like generally positions you well in a very competitive way so that so that you are a one of a kind person so that your marketing becomes more effective it lands on on ears that really um, value the work that you're putting out there so that's kind of the general thoughts uh it's a good place to be it's probably time for you to cut some stuff that that uh that you've been working on for a long time And make room for the other stuff you should always try to keep as much mental bandwidth as you can as a knowledge worker and to give you some time to keep keep marketing yourself keep improving keep building out that content like i just talked about and trying to create more leverage in your business at the end of the day and the best way to do that is find a very tight niche and focus and then and then, uh, you know, build from there, create the content resource library, create that membership or group program so you can have like a, a lower cost way of accessing your your, your brains, if you will. Uh, and then, yeah, just continuing to get be out there and have time to market yourself and to build your IP and and uh, keep building up that, enge, that engine. I know it can be scary to give away those old clients that don't really serve you anymore, but as you keep going along, you wanna keep getting more and more focused, doing more and more of the your ideal kind of work, uh, raising your prices where needed, and then, creating leverage at the end of the day and that's where finding that time to have that info products or those that training resource library uh, even if it means showing up creating a membership and then agreeing to show once a month to create stuff is all going to pay benefits so i hope this helps for you mark uh let me know how it goes and uh let me know if you got that if you got that client ideally you're going to take a deposit so they're not just sitting uh waiting and then and then when you go to check on them they've they've gone to someone else but Uh, that's kind of depends on how in demand and also, um, how non interchangeable you are, as well as whether you can bring them to a cocktail bar or whether you have to leave them out in the cold. So those are my ideas for you, Mark. I wish you the best. Uh, keep, keep working hard. It looks like it's paying off for you. Bye for now.